Welcome to Utah Famous, a podcast about the people, places, and history that make Utah so unexpectedly awesome. I'm Sarah. I'm a Utah transplant with Canadian roots. And I'm Jordan, and I'm a Beehive State native. How's it going, Sarah? It's going good. So I was driving down the I-15. Yeah. The I-15. The I-15. And you were right. There is a KFC first that's world's first kfc sign. sign okay but it's so funny because it doesn't it, that's all it it's says. like nowhere near it, it i mean yeah it's like i don't know a couple of miles away <laughs> like nowhere near <laughs> like yeah so like it's there's odd. no sign or anything it just i mean there's a sign that says world's first kfc is but it, it doesn't like say exit like exit here is that no. what it is oh i don't even think it says exit here i think it's just like yeah, the, here it is, and then like it's not right there. It's not, anyway, whatever. But you you were you said I think you can see the yeah, sign from the like freeway. I had that memory. Yeah, so that is true. Thank you for confirming that. Um, Vague memory of mine. You're welcome. Also, a couple episodes back, I talked about Anheuser Busch, who owns Budweiser, yes. and I didn't know they owned Budweiser, who they were. Yeah, and my husband teased me. Did he make fun? Yeah, really good for that one. But like. I grew up in Utah. Why Why yeah. would I know that? Beer companies are not on the forefront. They're not on our radar. However, they did just change the law. So now alcohol can have... Beer in grocery stores can have, a, I don't know, a higher yeah. alcohol percentage. Because for a while, Utah... Like, like brewers had to make a special oh. batch, I yeah. guess. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about again. I'm talking about things I don't know. <laughs> they had to make a special batch that had lower alcohol percentage than like nationwide standards, but yeah. they just changed it. So they I think now it. we have regular no oh boy standards. Yeah, at the grocery store, but you still can't get my my friend Gabby, who we talked yeah. about uh, last episode. He texted me the other day. She's like, "Can you not buy?" alcohol in Utah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, my friend just said you can't buy alcohol in Utah. It's a dry state. <laughs> I was like, no. no. But you still can't get liquor in the grocery stores. You have yes, to get that. At which the... is weird, because when I lived in California for a little while, yeah, there's years, wine and everything. Oh, everything. And it's just weird to come back to Utah and be like, uh, oh. Yeah, there's for some like reason, only beer. beer aisle. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, um... Random Anheuser Busch. Now I know they <laughs> own Budweiser. You know. Congratulations you know. to me. Um, <laughs> and then one other note I had. Okay, I've been keeping notes as I've been listening to be like, why didn't yes. I talk about that? Why not? Anyway, um, Lagoon. The episode of Lagoon. I keep going back. Yes. I can't get over it. You have I t- hard I f- eyes for Lagoon. I forgot my. Um, to talk about my grandpa, who oh. actually he. I talked about it. I talked. To, I think I talked about it in the first episode. He made the boats, the little kid boats right. with the bell, and it goes right. around in a circle. Yeah. And I know I've known that my whole life. So I finally asked my grandma about it, and she actually wasn't. It's my. He's my step grandfather. Okay. So she wasn't married to him at the time, but um, he was an engineer, and on his at his. Like his own spare time, he built these boats for the Utah State Fair. It was like the hundred year anniversary of the Utah of you know Utah becoming a state, or, nice. or maybe or, yeah, I think so. Like the centennial, and, yeah. And because um, it would have been, it was like in the forty seven, right? Yeah, eighteen forty seven. Days of forty seven. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so. It would have been nineteen forty seven. Yeah. He built these boats for the fair and then lagoon bought them from him so he would be he went to the fair and like 
like set it all up and he ran was it like a carny almost. Yeah, just is that kidding. too funny? It's like, but it was like just he built them in his garage. Oh, that's awesome. And um, and they've redone the boat since that. Then oh, I don't, or at least they okay. painted them. I don't know. They're all like they used to just all be blue, and now they're all different colors. Yeah, but um, anyway, f- random side note yeah. that that. That was a thing. That's awesome. So, I like that. Um, we were driving past Lagoon the other day. Yeah. And commenting. My, my husband, first love. <laughs> yeah, definitely thought of you. <laughs> but commenting, my husband made the comment about the white roller coaster and how sad it is that they stopped painting it. It's just brown. And I haven't kind of been up there in a while, but I was driving by. I was like, oh, yeah. It looks they so much better to, white. They need to paint that white. I don't know why, who decided that, but yeah. that's what they did. So Weird. Now okay, so today, my episode. Yes. Um, I chose a pretty awesome landmark. Yes. And it is um, the Spiral Jetty. Yeah. And have you, I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes, I've taken many art history classes. Yeah. In and outside of Utah, where we have studied it. That's so cool. You know, it's on the list. It's on the list. You, have you been there? I have not been there. Been dying to go there. It's only two and a half hours away from Salt Lake, which I didn't. I have been there. I didn't remember. I remember it was a long drive, but yeah. I didn't. I don't remember that much about it. I definitely want to go back. And now that I know it's it's not that far, yeah, we should definitely go. Yes. First, I'm going to talk about the artist who made the spiral jetty because it is art. It's it is art. It's earth earthwork. Earthwork. Is that what's called? Uh huh. And um, another cool th- side note: his wife is the one that does did the sun tunnels. Yes, which I also have never e- been to, but I know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that's the one I haven't been to. It's like west of here, I believe, like on the way to Wendover. Okay, I am, um, but I think you have to like kind of Salt Flats area. Yeah, okay. I think it's part of the Salt Flats. Um, anyway, we'll have to do an episode about a, that, and maybe we should and just then go we'll road trip out there. Let's do it. <laughs> um, anyway, so Robert Smithson is the artist for the Spiral Jetty, and he was born in um, Passaic. I think how you is that how you pronounce it? New Jersey. He was, let's see, there was nine people in his family. He moved from, or he moved to Clifton, New Jersey um, pretty early. And that's where he studied painting and drawing in the, um, from the New York City Art Students League of New York. Okay. And then he also briefly studied at the Brooklyn Museum School. So he got a scholarship to go there for two years. Very cool. During that time, he was primarily a painter and he had his early artworks had a like a wide range of influences from science fiction to Catholic art and to pop art. He would do collages on his paintings. Oh, wow. So just kind of an like a cool, yeah. um, modern. It's quite the range too. Yeah, yeah. And he would have like he would incorporate images images from magazines that were anywhere from like natural history images to science fiction film to classical art, like. Really kind of cool. So then in 1964, that was like the minimalist movement. And he his new work kind of abandoned the preoccupation with the body that had been common in his earlier work. And he began to use glass sheets, so like plexiglass and neon lighting tubes and and to explore like visual um, refraction and mirroring. So that was so we kind of became more of a more sculpture. sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he, so he began, this is a funny note, he, so in 67, he began exploring industrial areas around New Jersey and was fascinated by the sight of dump trucks excavating tons of earth and rock. 
that he described in an essay as the equivalence to the monuments of antiquity. Anyway, so he was kind of interested in using our, uh, earth yeah. and rocks and then mixing that with mirrors and glass. And, oh, wow. and anyway, kind of like a crazy little history yeah. um, of him. And that's kind of his uh, like early beginnings of his background. He also became a writer. So he was more of like a art crit- critic oh, okay. for different publications. Yeah. So the Spiral Jetty, he built it in 1970. Okay. And um, it's located at the Rozelle Point Peninsula on the northeast shore of the Great Salt Lake. So basically when you're driving, you pass Promontory Point, which we oh. are going to do an episode about. Okay. Um, that's the two railroads met. Yes, the, the, the Golden Spike. The Golden Spike, yeah. It was... Um, Gosh, I gotta remember the song. Um, there's a song. There's a whole song. You probably what? maybe you missed it because it was like well, fourth grade, fifth grade. I didn't come here till high school. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah. So basically, the east and west met in Utah, um, and you go, you drive past that museum. Okay. And it's soup. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's very, it's yeah. really cool. And then they have like these two trains that are facing each other. Nice. And I actually don't think the Golden Spike is technically there. I think they moved it somewhere Someone else. Stole the Golden Spike. <laughs> Maybe it was stolen. <laughs> anyway, so it kind of a if you do a little road trip and yeah. you can also put that on your list because you'll pass it. And then a little bit past that is. Um, is where the jetty is. And so it's made out of basalt and earth and rocks. And he used over 6,000 tons of of all those, just like digging it out. Um, Did all the materials come from? From that area. The area. Yep. It's 15 feet wide, the platform, like the walkway is. And it's, like I said, dirt. So you can walk on the entire. Dirt and, yep, and rock. All together, the walkway is 1,500 feet long. Oh, wow. So it's it's pretty big. It's pretty decent size. Yeah. When he built it, it was underwater. When he built it... He it, built it underwater. It was like... It was submerged. There was like three or four feet of water. Wow. And maybe, maybe like two or three. And then two years later, in 1972, it was completely submerged under the water. Oh, wow. So when he built it, it really only... It wasn't... Um, there was water on the walkway. So it wasn't oh, okay. that... It's not that high from the the water from itself the or the sand. Of the yeah, lake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe just a couple feet. Okay. And so when he built it, you could still see the rocks along the edges that kind of okay. outline it, and then some in the middle. Yeah. But a lot of it was covered, and then it was completely submerged in '72. And then it wasn't until 2002, droughts just caused the lake yeah. to recede, yep. and the sculpture has just been completely visible ever since. Oh, wow. So for a long time, it was it was submerged, and now for a long time, it's been totally dry. Um, Smithson once said that the landscape, I like landscapes that suggest prehistory. He chose this, this that site for the spiral jetty. Um, for because of the lake's unusual ecological and geological properties, um, at the time the water was reddish, oh, and yeah. which is was caused by the high presence of microbes, and that it was what initially attracted Smith Smithson to that north part of the lake. Okay, now when you go. Well, it's mostly just all sand. There's right. the water's very far away, and the water's just blue. So okay. it would have been cool. I mean, there's pictures and stuff. It yes. would have been cool to yeah. be there when it was red. The spiral shape um, alludes to the molecular lattice of the salt crystal deposits found throughout the lake's ex- 
the lake's expanse and in forming the work. He, um, he chose to use basalt boulders of hardened lava found along the peninsula, scattered remnants of the now extinct vo- volcanoes in the area. Oh, wow. I didn't know there were volcanoes. I mean, I, yeah. we have a lot of mountains, so yes. I could see us having volcanoes, yeah. but I really didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, but the lo- the boulders are, like, black. They are, like, kind of like lava rock, which is really cool. That is cool. So to move the rock into the lake, Smithson hired Bob Phillips of um, Ogden, Utah. Okay. And he used two dump trucks, a large tractor, and a front-end loader to haul the six the 6,000... 600 tons of rock and earth into oh, the wow. lake. He um, Smithson obviously had a kind of a difficult time convincing, convincing <laughs> Phillips yeah. to uh, take the work. It's obviously a really weird project. Right. But then later um, he told people that his best known construction job was the only thing I ever built that was to look at and had no purpose. <laughs> like That <laughs> yeah. was his favorite project. <laughs> That's awesome. So they began working on the jetty in April 1970, which means this year is its 50th Oh, anniversary. Wow, that's exciting. Very cool. This April. So the work was actually constructed twice. So they started it. Oh. They took it was two days and they moved six thousand tons of earth. And then he decided he didn't like the shape, which I couldn't find what the shape was originally. If it was oh, a spiral always. Just like a and they just, different spiral. Yeah. Or? So he called the crew to come back oh and alter gosh. the shape to its current configuration. Which that required moving seven thousand more tons, not more, but yeah, seven thousand tons moving of it again. earth. Yeah, and it took an additional three days. So first, you I know didn't, what? That didn't. It doesn't sound it, as long as you think. Yeah, it, would take. it only. So total, so it took like kudos. five days ish. Yeah, it's like less than a week. Yeah, that's totally fine. Move it again. <laughs> we Just can do keep, that, keep right? doing it. Do another one. <laughs> so um, Phillips was uneasy about. Um, using earth moving equipment in the in the muck because there I mean like oh, I said there was yeah. there was water at least two feet of water I, I it seemed from the photos I saw of yeah. them walking around in it it's he says Philip said it's tricky work out working out on that lake there's lots of back hole back hoes bur- buried out there. Oh, serious? Which I thought was... In the mud. I'm like, are they still out there? Yeah. I didn't see any. Excavate? Yeah. He said that when he was there, Smithson, they showed up, and he's in hip waiter boots, and that he just had full command on the site. He just took over. Philip said, I don't think he had done any ge- geology work or anything on it. He just had it in his mind what it should look like. He had an eye for it. I assume it was the artist in him. So huh. it sounds like they were... Um, they got along okay, and, and yeah, yeah. But can you imagine just being like, thing. "Yeah, here we go, start here digging, boys." <laughs> he made uh, Smithson made a documentary of like the create of uh, the creation of the jetty. Nice. Um, it's a 32 minute color film, which I love that yes. they specified. Called the Spiral Jetty. I couldn't. I could. The only thing I could find to watch it, I found like a little clip that someone had posted on YouTube, oh. and then it was like. $100 to rent a VHS what? of it. <laughs> I was like... That you probably couldn't find I don't anything have, to play it on. Yeah, I'm like... It's crazy. So I'm surprised that no one has yeah, tried to, like, YouTube? repost it or... Weird. Yeah. And I got a lot of this information from the Dia, diaart.org. It's the Dia Art Foundation, which his wife, Nancy, sold the jetty to them in 1999. Oh, okay. And they're just, I think, just there to conserve it. They, I know they work with... Um, they work with the Utah Museum of Art, um, and 
you know, different organizations in Utah to try to help preserve it. That's cool. Um, but on their website, you know, they basically just say, just don't don't take any rocks from it. Yeah. Don't leave your waste there. You know, pick up after yourself. Leave it how you found it. Don't oh, mess with it. Carve your name into it. Yeah, don't put your name in, in it. Don't take any lava rock. And now the Dia Art Foundation, they are just committed to recording the changes to the okay. work. So that's kind of, instead of trying to protect it, like, you know, really uh, yeah. enforcing um, everything to stay just as it can yeah. be or whatever. Yeah. They just have a aerial photographer um, photograph it twice a year in May oh, and cool. October. And so you can go to their website and see, and see all the how it changes. Years. And obviously it looks pretty similar because um, uh, they've only been doing that since 2012. Okay. But pretty cool that... Um, We'll see how it yeah. changes over yeah. the next little bit. So sadly, Smithson passed away only three years later. He was in a oh wow he was in a um, airplane accident as he he was in he was in Texas looking for his next like kind of like oh, figuring out like his location. next area yeah. yeah for his next art piece and the plane crashed. So oh wow anyway he yeah he wasn't wasn't around for too long after that um but he did call his this the spiral jetty the work of the of the decade yeah so that's cool definitely definitely his most like famous work but he does have a ton of pieces paintings sculptures whatever in a like every museum art museum all the new york museums um it just it it was cool to see how many right um pieces he had another kind of significant date was in 1970 that was the first earth day and so it was just kind of like the beginning of the like kind of the environmental movement yes and just kind of a cool um cool they both happened the same year because he was obviously you know very interested in that and yeah so kind of cool i think that's it that's cool so i think everyone i mean you should definitely go check it out it's it's really cool and it's kind of like I mean it will probably be there for a very long time but kind of like anything else like we talk about arches like it could could wash away maybe the water level will go higher and it will be submerged again so yeah definitely should go very cool yeah I definitely want to head out there and have wanted to for many years I know there's just there's a lot and with kids yeah we should do we should just do a little road trip up there one one day yeah and do all of the little sites along the way yeah our kids will love it very cool thanks Jordan yeah just learned a lot yeah it is funny because I didn't I mean, I took art history classes in Utah, college, and even in New York, and the Spiral Jetty was always on there. Like, in the yeah. art community, it's very well known. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool that we have that here in yeah. Utah. Yeah, and like I said, it's only two and a half hours from Salt Lake, which yeah. is, you're, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere, definitely yeah. a, fill your drive, gas tank. But, but it's cool. But it's got to be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Utah Famous, and we have a Facebook page that you are welcome to join in and chime in. We would love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Utah Famous Pod, and you're always welcome to email us at utahfamous at gmail.com with comments or suggestions. We would love suggestions. Yeah, we're already for, added a couple from yeah, people, which is great. Because there's so many things in Utah we could talk about. But yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm going back to you.